are listening to Tim McKinney of ITW Evercoat. Evercoat, the brand trusted by more shops for automotive, commercial, and marine repairs than any others for almost 70 years. Bringing you continued innovations like light speed repair system to streamline and improve repairs at the speed of light. Optex filler with color changing technology and Optex super build with a built-in guide coat. And now, here's Tim. Hello everyone, Tim McKinney here with Evercoat. Hey, want to take a little time to discuss thinning or thickening up body filler to meet the needs. Well, you know, I've seen this being done many, many times for many years. Heck, I've done it myself. And I want to kind of talk about, well, why is there a need to adjust the viscosity? Why do we do it? Well, sometimes we do it to make that final wipe just a little bit smoother, just a little bit creamier, so it lays down nice. Sometimes we do it out of necessity because it's thickened up a little bit and maybe we want to reduce the viscosity or maybe something we're using is a little thin we want to thicken it up so it has a little bit more hold on the side of the car. So for either way we're doing these usually because of an increase or decrease in temperature. It's starting to get a little chilly now so we're starting to get more questions about you know is it okay to do it? How would you go about doing it the right way? So let's talk about that for a little bit. So for a high temperature application, if anyone has ever met me in a shop, I will always tell you, try to control the temperature of the product. Put the product in an area where you can maintain the temperature. If the shop temperature is 105 degrees, and I can tell you for sure I've been in shops that have been 100 plus degrees, and it's really hard to work with the product when it's like soup. So put the product into an area where it's a little bit cooler, it helps to maintain uh, constant temperature of the product and you get a better working time. If you need to adjust the viscosity of a product that's like that in a high temperature application, you've heard me say this before in some of the other podcasts, uh, incorporate some of the Rage Extra into it. That's going to thicken it. Likewise, that is also going to slow down the product and increase the work time. Just add in a small amount for what you need, and it's going to, the more you add in, the more it's going to slow down. So you put in a little, it'll slow it down a little bit, thicken it a little. You add some more, it's going to slow it down a little bit more, and it's going to thicken it up a little bit more. It's a standalone body filler, but you can mix that in with it. And that's the key point with this. Trying to incorporate something that's going to thicken or thin, that's a standalone product. And I'm going to explain why that's so important here in just a little bit. Now, in the cooler months, I get the opposite question. You know what? I'm working with the product and uh, it's thick. Well, why is it thick? Generally, it's thick because same thing. You're working in a shop and it's probably not very warm. And as things get cold, they get thicker. Uh, leave some honey outside in the wintertime and try to put it on a biscuit. Uh, by the same token, leave that honey sitting next to the campfire and try to put it on something uh, the next morning. It's like water. Temperature and viscosity go hand in hand. So I'm going to go back to what I said for the high temperature. Put the product in an area that has a more controlled environment. We're doing it with the paint. You know, why not do it with that product that's the foundation for the paint to go over top of? Yeah, the body filler. If you need to adjust that to meet the needs because it is a little bit thicker, well, put a little bit of the, the uh, 
finishing glaze, uh, uh, metal glaze, metal glaze ultra, metal glaze optics into that product and reduce that viscosity. Again, those are standalone products and they will work okay. Instead of doing something else, and like I said, I'm, I'm giving you a teaser here, but I'm gonna talk about that in a second. Another option you might do is maybe change the product for those times. If you're using a product and you'd like it to be a little bit smoother and creamier when it's cooler, maybe start off with the product that would be a little bit smoother and creamier. So in the winter months, if you typically use something like uh, a Rage Gold, maybe go to something like a Rage Ultra or Rage Optics. If you're typically using a product like a Z-Grip, go to a product like Evergold. It's a little bit creamier. It's a good product, and everyone likes their own products for their own reasons. But just saying, that might be another option to try to, uh, to incorporate, as opposed to having to blend it and mix it and everything else. Now, to the point I wanted to address. By all means, do not do what I did years ago, and I see it in so many shops. Don't pour a straight resin into a body filler. I've seen it. I've done it. First time I talked to the chemist about Evercote, uh, at Evercote about doing that, I thought the poor man's eyes were going to bulge out of his head. And then he explained it to me. So now I'm going to explain it to you all. So when you reach for a regular can of fiberglass resin, yeah, the old black can of 498, it's got the car on the front of it, and you pour that into your body filler, here's what's happening. I had older technicians tell me to do that because, well, it must work. It's from Evercoat. All right, step back for just a second. When you're using that fiberglass resin with fiberglass mat and you're curing it, what do you put into it? Yeah, that's right. You're using that little tube of MEKP liquid hardener. MEKP stands for methyl ethyl ketone peroxide. I know, big long word. Now, when you're curing your body filler, you're using cream hardener. Benzoyl peroxide, BPO. Benzoyl peroxide, methyl ethyl ketone peroxide. Do they sound different? That's because they are different. So when you put the resin into the body filler, guess what? It's not reaching a full cure. It may harden along with the process. It's just kind of going along with the party. But it's not curing that resin. Likewise, I've had people say, well, I'm going to thicken up my resin and they've mixed up their resin and they put a little body filler into it. And the same thing, they're thinking it's curing the body filler. Well, no, it's just kind of going along for the ride. It will harden some of that material, but it's not reaching a full cure. And there is a difference. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I was in a shop, I'm not gonna mention any names here, and a good friend of mine was working on something. We were just talking about this the other day. And uh, we said, yeah, do you remember whatever happened to that truck? And he said, no, nah. he said, uh, it got hidden after the, it started cracking. I'm like, cracking, what do you mean? This was a truck, it was an older truck, and he, one of the guys had put like flares into it, but he didn't flare it, you know, cut it. He actually made the flares out of body filler. And this, his final coats, he was mixing it in with fiberglass resin, make it nice and smooth and creamy. And uh, you know what, he painted it a darker color and it sat outside for a while. When it cracked, and this stuff was way in excess of what I would like to see applied. When it cracked, it cracked all the way down to the metal because it had not fully cured. Body fillers cure with uh, heat. If you've ever felt one curing, it creates a lot of heat. It's an exothermic reaction. That means it puts off heat. If you've ever got a sprain, you go to the doctor, you go to urgent care, and they say, well, here, let's put this on there. And they take one of those little packets and they break it open. It starts getting really cold. 
Well, that's an endothermic reaction. It's pulling heat out. That's why it feels cold. So when that thing was painted a darker color, sitting in the sun, well, you've all felt a black car sitting in the sun one day, gets hot. That's what this one did. It got hot. So Mother Nature provided the, end, the exothermic reaction from the outside. It never really fully cured, so it was unstable, and that's why it cracked. It cracked because the solvents were coming out of the repair. Yeah, that was another thing he did. I'll get to that. It also cracked because that unreacted resin was trying to react to the sun, to the heat that it was, it was experiencing, and tried to cure, and it just cracked. It pulled away from itself. So never, ever, ever put fiberglass resin into body filler. We only make one resin that's designed to go into body fillers. That resin cures with the benzoyl peroxide, the BPO hardener. But even if you use that, you only want to use a small amount. A little dab will do you. You start putting a large amount of that into it, well, here's what happens to the body filler. The body filler or the putty now becomes really hard because you've oversaturated that material with resin. We put in things like talcs and micro bubbles to make these products perform and sand well. You start adding in a lot of resin and now all of a sudden you've oversaturated with resin and you've made it harder. You've actually made it more brittle and guess what? You've made it harder to sand. So don't do that to yourself. If you want to reduce the viscosity, use a premium glaze, a premium finishing putty, Put that into it and it will make your lives so much better. So going back to the, the solvents. So yeah, I've seen that too where people have put in, you, you guessed it, things like lacquer thinner or acetone into their body filler to cream it up. Same thing. When you put those materials in, they're not being catalyzed. They're just kind of hanging out. And then whenever they experience any kind of heat, well, now that solvent's trying to work its way back out. And we've seen on one scenario or two, or probably a hundred, uh, where the extra solvent will attack the finish from the backside and it'll create dieback. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's where the area that would have been shiny and would have been very glossy it gets kind of flat because the solvents are attacking that finish from the backside. Worst case scenario is where the solvent in there is so thick, it's so heavy, it's trying to come out. Once it does finally break through the surface and it creates a crack at the paint, now the remaining solvents try to come out. And once they come out, they shrink back and it starts with a small crack and then that crack can go very deep. Like I said before, I've seen several of them uh, where the crack goes almost all the way down to the metal and now you start getting corrosion issues. So we don't make the body fillers to corrode. We don't make the body fillers to be hard to sand. We make them to, to sand as best as possible. We're making more and more of our products that meet ASTM B117 testing methodologies. And those of you that don't know, that testing methodology goes way back to like 1939 for corrosion resistance. I know I'm full of useless knowledge like that. But avoid at all cost putting straight solvent into a body filler. That is the last thing you want to do because it, it creates problems. Now, if you're not doing it because of temperature, the other reason I hear is, well, can I do it because the body filler just thickened up? Let me tell you something. I can't tell you how many shops I've been into. Someone asked me the other day, how many presentations have you done? Oh, gosh, I, I don't know, a uh, thousand plus? I don't know. Uh, if I've done... 
a hundred a year, and I've been at Evercode for 18 years. I've, I've, you know, I've got some under my belt. But I can't tell you how many shops I've walked into where I walk around and I see the lid, that little device that goes on top of the can, not there, and the product's just sitting there, drying and drying and drying. If you put the lid back on it, just walk by before you leave for the night, just give it a quick bump, you know, hit it with your fist to seal up because the, there are a small amount of solvents in there uh, and that resin will dry. So if it dries, it gets thicker. I've had people say, I don't have pinholes with your product when it's fresh, but I have pinholes with your products when it starts to sit around the shop for a little while. Well, when I look and I don't see a lid on it, I got a pretty good idea why that's doing that. So always put the lid back onto it to make sure it's sealed off and to make sure that you know the solvents aren't just drying out. Uh, kind of recap for this, if you do use a resin only, use a resin that is designed to work with a polyester filler or putty and only use a small amount. Don't go crazy with it. Uh, I actually had a technician that told me that he makes his own glaze and he would pour in a huge amount of resin. He did both. Uh, and he said that he was making his own glaze. Well, let me tell you something about that. We make the fillers and the putties with different size particles, micro bubbles, talcs, whatnots. So because you make it very thin does not mean it's now a glaze. The particles that are in there, they're the same size. They didn't get any smaller. Uh, so it's not necessarily making a glaze. But he was also complaining it was very hard to sand. Well, that's why he'd oversaturated it with resin. So long story short, this time of the year, as it's getting a little bit cooler, if you need to reduce the viscosity, put in a premium putty. In the summertime, if you need to thicken it back up and you're using a putty, put a little of the premium filler into it or put the extra into it. So try to reduce or increase the viscosity with the standalone product. Long term, you're just gonna have a better quality repair. So that's it for today. Tune in next month. Have a great day and stay safe out there.